what the ego is not telling you is the body has anxiety <laughs> and I need you to do something about that anxiety. So we're going to relieve it through food. And all of us to an extent have been domesticated by food. Welcome to the have it all podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman. And along with my brother guy, we're Satori prime. We spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery and not just in business, all areas mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satori prime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app dot satori prime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. So yeah, I I just call this one um, learning to let go. Surrendering and receiving essentially is what I want to talk about today. So we just got off our uh, our Ascension group call, which was really a great conversation. Uh, I'm not going to get into like all the dynamic things that we discussed on those calls, uh, partly because um, it's paid clients and the other part because of, um, just, just like clearance. And like, uh, I I've learned to just get a little bit more responsible sometimes with what we share publicly, yeah. uh, and, on, and online, um, specifically for when you're opening, um, a spiritual or conscious door with somebody in their psychology and, and you and you can't be responsible for managing what happens next. Yeah. Um, I find out it's a little irresponsible to sometimes share really big ideas with people. And then, you know, you really don't know how that's leaving someone and they might be going down a, a long rabbit tunnel without any guidance. And, and that could be exactly the opposite of what you're intending. So just gotten a lot more aware of that over the last year. However, what I find what's super exciting and, and for those of you guys listening here, um, and I'd love for you to chime in also, there's like there's really something new happening this year. Um, you know, last year, um, if you know, like astrologically speaking, there's like these nine year cycles that happen for us. And we had completed that in 2016, which means 2017, right? That was last year. We're in 2018. 2017 is like uh, the Phoenix rising out of the ashes. So that creates like a lot of, <laughs> it's basically the year to, to recreate the foundation from which to build from. And it's funny because like we're going into last year, I, I had thought that it's going to be like this really cool, like, swervy like get to enjoy the year you know and 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 all this stuff and it was just challenging last year like it was heavy and and not like in a bad way it just there was like this a lot of weight to go through and work through and let go of and learn to surrender and and this year and and i i actually truly believe in a 13 month long year so, so something that kind of came into my vision the last few years is like when New Year kicks in and everyone's like making all their, um, you know, they, they want to create everything new and they want to go into all the, when people do all the, like their New Year's resolutions and they resolute to do this and they resolute to do that. 
Um, I kind of just stopped doing that because I realized like my whole year is kind of these like resolutions, this newness that's coming in. I, I think it's silly to wait for like this demarcation on the calendar. Um, and if you know, and if you know anything energistically that's happening is one of the things that I think is being hidden from at least the Western society for sure is that we're working off of a solar calendar and not a lunar calendar and that the energy cycles on the planet actually happen in 13 month cycles. If you don't believe me about that and then you think that that's some conspiracy bullshit, um, it might be for all I know. However, if you take all the extra days, if you were to just make every month in our 12 month calendar, 28 days, and then take all the months and add them together, the 30s, the 31s, and whatever, add them all together, you're going to get another 28 days, which leaves us with a 13th month. So um, because of that, I think it's actually throwing off our connected energy to what's available on the planet for that specific time of the year. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed, at least for myself, is like right now it's a uh, Chinese New Year just started, I believe. And they take the full month off to renew themselves. And that's just yep, a day. Yeah, they take a full month off that I actually find myself that this part of the year feeling renewed more than I do during New Year's. So you can check it for yourself on that energy wave and see how that feels for you. Um, So I actually kind of see our traditional New Year's as more of like the wind down. And then then like January is kind of like the time to start looking at, okay, well, what are the shifts I want to see? So what I've been noticing the last few weeks is a lot of people suddenly talking about surrender and freedom in a new way. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like they're defining it newly through language. I mean that I can see that people are having different experiences, um, like emotional experiences, um, frequency experiences that are kind of like redefining uh, surrender and freedom for them. So something that I, I had this vision when, when I was meditating um, last week with Elon, actually, we were out in in Utah in this really beautiful place that I don't want to, <laughs> that I don't want to say where, because they specifically asked us not to share where the hell it is. Cause it's, it's this kind of like unique community that's being built out there. And when we were out there, I had this experience and, it, and it's, it's been this ongoing thing. So I'll just start it with that. Like everything for me these days starts with uh, curiosity. If, if, you know, even when we take applicants for, for high end coaching clients, like one of the main things I'm looking for is, is this person curious? You know, do they have a general curiosity in looking for new ways of being, new paradigms to operate from, even things that might sound supernatural or strange to your average person? You know, are they open to looking at how do we connect within ourselves and how do we connect to the greater intelligence in the universe um, at a much deeper level than they maybe have ever explored before? And I think oftentimes any of these explorations are going to lead you towards, um, a new understanding inside of the world of surrender and a lot of the work that Elon and I have done now for years, um, including plant medicine work, deep meditation, all sorts of different tests with consciousness always leads back to just a new experience around surrender and freedom. So um, I was meditating and I had this, um, this kind of like vision, but it, it wasn't really like a vision, mental vision. Like these days I'm much more curious about, can I feel something I'm, I'm much less concerned with what my mind is understanding. If you had asked me just a few years ago, like, hey, um, you know, explain to me this. I, I had all these mental paradigm type of constructs that would give you access to different things. And while I'm not devaluing that or saying that's not important anymore, kind of at least where my evolution has gone is that I'm, I'm relying less and less on my mind. And I'm relying much more and more, not just on my heart, but on my system as a whole to give me guidance and information about what to do next. And I'm really not making my decisions from, do I think that's going to be good? More do I think that's going to have me feel good? Those kind of become like the guiding principles of our lives. So in this experience, I saw how my mind was creating these like deep grooves. It was like, like etching out these deep grooves and these grooves were creating these pathways. And these pathways were where my mind was directing my heart to go. So what that meant was like, where, where my heart's supposed to feel. So like last year, if you've been following us, you know, I went through like a lot of heartbreak last year. Um, it was that, that's, that was like my muck to go through last year. And it kind of brought me back to a lot of core wounds. And I saw how with this like particular person, I, my mind had created these grooves. Like you can feel this way about this person. You can't really feel like that love that you felt before. And, and in this experience that seemed kind of silly to me suddenly, I'm like, wow. And I can't feel love for this person anymore. I just have to feel like this disappointment, this heaviness, this sadness over here. And that's all I get to feel. 
and 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 in spirituality and in my practice it's not about like there's some destination here if there is a destination it's like the acceptance of all things of all parts of ourselves of all of who we are uh, of all of who everybody is really and all all these different personalities and characteristics and identities within ourselves we don't get to we don't overcome them we don't empower ourselves so much where we defeat the system and stop becoming them we're just learning to build relationships with and accept these different parts of ourselves so they stop having power over us right um so in this experience that's kind of what happened and 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 i started seeing all these different areas of my life where my mind my egoic mind i should say not my mind my egoic mind was creating these grooves for my heart to operate inside of and it was like holy shit and you know no matter how many times i've looked in there there was still this this other experience about wow like i didn't notice i had done this and i didn't notice i gave it directives here and here's how you feel about that and as i kind of kept scanning my body system I started noticing that I do that with everything. Like I have these guidelines and these parameters that have been subconsciously programmed into me, you know, via society and family and books and movies and everything else about how everything's supposed to operate, the way my ankles and feet are supposed to operate, the way my knees are supposed to be and how they're going to break down when I'm older, the way that my back's supposed to start hurting at some point in my life and all these different things and the, what what my liver function is and and I start seeing that like I we're putting, you know, I'll speak for myself, but I'm, I'm talking about the greater, greater we as well, that I'm putting all these parameters on how all these systems are supposed to work. And for whatever reason in that experience, that seems so absurd to me. I'm like, why would I tell my liver that it only gets to do one thing? Why would I tell my heart that it only gets to do this thing? Or why would I tell my consciousness that it only gets to be explored in this one way? And there was something inside of this experience, you know, I'm trying to give language to something that I was emotionally experiencing. So granted, um, it's like a sliver of what was happening within me. It, it felt silly and it led me back to, wow, there's so much more that I get to give up, surrender to and find freedom with. That's like, wow, I haven't explored what my knees can do. <laughs> like maybe they could do something I never thought of before. Uh, you know, like a few months, a few months back, um, on my Instagram, you guys can see this. If you go to Instagram.com backslash Satori Prime Guy, I, I was at the gym and I was next to these, uh, like the, you can jump boxes at the gym, and I jumped a four foot box. Now, I'm not the tallest man in the world. I'm about 5'8". So like a four foot box to me is like, like right about my chest height. And I've been doing box jumps, I don't know, probably like seven or eight years now. And every time I would ever see that thing stacked all the way, I would just walk by it and I could just feel like it was too scary. Something was just too scary about it. You know, and, and part of that is like you're in front of people, you're gonna try it here in public, like you you fall over, you look like an idiot, you fall on your head, who knows like what could happen. And I was like walking by it this uh this day, and this maybe like month, month and a half ago, and something was just like jump. It wasn't me, it wasn't my mind, it was like this like it, it, it incredible feeling that I knew that I just could. So I stood in front of this box and like I took the first jump and I could feel my mind was involved with that first jump. And that first jump, like I almost made it, but like I kind of hit the tip and like land on my knees. Next jump, I got one foot up there. By the third jump, I cleared the four feet and I, and I landed on top. And, and now I'm, I'm fairly comfortably jumping this four foot box. So what's interesting about this box is that it's like this height that's at the edge of comfort for me. Which is like, it's like this perfect, like this funny paradoxical analogy for life. How like things always show up in the edge of what's comfortable and what's not comfortable. So like every time I'm at the gym, like I know that I can jump this four foot box and I have many times since. And yet what I find as I do this, because it's like right at that edge for me, is that every single time my mind is involved, I, I lose freedom. I lose that freedom and that surrender that enables me to go beyond my my original belief capacity. And and I'm finding this analogy over and over and over again in my life, in business, in love, with money and finances, literally in every single state has been this like amazing um, opening for giving up what I thought was possible. So I'm just like kind of taking that work and going internal with it to like the micro parts of myself and just seeing how many times I've created stories like that all over my system, in my relationships, in the way that I feel and, and everything else like that. Can I, can I ask you a question? Because I'm sure some people are, are thinking like, when you say you felt like your mind was involved, right? Can you give language to that? Because I don't think a lot of people are really in tune to 
when the mind is involved, when the mind isn't involved. Yeah. So for, for you guys who are like here and, um, you, you know, you've ever played a sport or you've done something that's new. I'm sure you heard the concept of like a beginner's mind, uh, like a beginner's luck or in Buddhism, you've heard the term beginner's mind. You know, like for me, and this is like kind of an analogy we talked about on the training. I know that if I go like bowling and I haven't been bowling in a, in a long time, that I'll like get up to the line, I'll hold the ball. And then I'll just kind of like walk up to it and, and swing and just, you know, like it, it suddenly I'm just like hitting strikes out of nowhere. Okay. Now after my first game, like maybe I do fairly well or whatever. Now my mind has been watching me do this. So my mind wants to get involved because it wants to systemize and create a process for duplicating what it like this dopamine fix that we got. Right. So it starts noticing that I stand here at this exact dot. Then I move over to the right, like an inch. Then I move forward, like at a certain pace. Then I swing my arm back a certain way and my body. And if, you know, the, the thumb's got to go just right and all these like different mechanic things, mechanical things. And suddenly I find myself the next game scoring about as half as well as it, I did the first game. Right. Mine got involved. If you've ever played tennis, you know this to be true. Um, I know that um, people who do like the high, the high dives in the Summer Olympics, yeah, like those really complicated ones, they call it dumb diving because if the mind gets involved, the body actually can't spin at that, like the, those rates, like you can't pull that move off. So that's what I mean. It's like, I, I'm not saying that your mind isn't presently observing. I would offer that there's more like a, a, a passive observance versus like one that has an opinion and judgment about everything. I don't know about you guys, but when you're doing whatever it is you're doing in life, if you're judging yourself, right? If you're creating these judgments and then, uh, or you hear the voice in your head because you've already done that work, you're like, oh, I can identify the voice in my head. I hear the judgments. Well, notice how you have a judgment about the fact that it's judging you. And that judgment, by the way, is the same voice that just did the judging. Now it's just, just judging itself. And now you're judging the fact that it's judging itself, which is really the voice just judging that it's judging itself. So it's all just like a very paradoxical type of thing. And that's what makes us think that we're the ones that have control over this. Because we think we have an opinion over the fact that, that that thing has an opinion, even though it's the same thing having an opinion about the thing that's having an opinion. And it's tricking you into believing that this is you. Like you have the leash on it, when in fact it has a leash on you. So we can free ourselves by kind of just starting to have this conceptual understanding, but it really comes in through the body. I really don't mean through the mind. Notice how the body's never judge, judging anybody. You don't walk around somebody and feel your heart, your body go like, fuck this person. They're not this, they're not that. That's all in the mind. And the mind is built for protection and it's doing a fantastic job. Me not being able to, me not walking by that box all the time and not jumping four feet was the mind protecting me. Protecting my identity, protecting my ego, protecting me from looking good, protecting my safety, protecting what it believes is efficient, what's possible, right? It's, it's doing its job. Now, if I start judging it for doing its job, what happens to that system? And I'll let you guys kind of answer that for yourself, right? And so it's like starting to get into this mode that um, I'm learning is more like a passive observer, where you can watch the things, but it's like you're aware, uh, you know, I, I, I keep making the analogy of like sitting at a park where you can kind of see the kids walking around, running around and all the things happening, but you're not necessarily looking at anything. It's almost like your attention's more in your peripheral than it is in, in the center of your eye. And you're just kind of there. You're just kind of being with things. And it's funny, like as I've, I've adopted this kind of um, way of being in my meditations, in my day-to-day -day life, even when I'm listening to music, by the way, like things, because like music obviously is activating stuff in the system. And then if that doesn't feel quite right, guess what? Your heart closes. Mind starts getting really focused. It wants to protect you. So, right. It's like opening that up, getting that vision more out over here, breathing into the body, having the awareness here, opening the heart back up gives this new experience of life. And as that occurs, the system starts noticing things that it may have not noticed otherwise, because so often we have regulated ourselves. We've created these deep grooves as to where our heart gets to experience life. And this is just a way of opening and surrendering to new experiences. Yeah. Uh, and would you say that as you keep evolving with this, is there like, um, how do I want to word this? Mm -hmm. So I feel like you hit on something where a lot of people want to, 
shut down the mind or get rid of the mind. And I think you made a really great point about that the mind is perfect. I mean, it, it's, it's an unbelievably skilled, amazing mechanism. Um, and, and yet you also alluded to the fact that when you're at the, I guess, let's call it unconscious effect of it, it does have the sense that it's robbing you of certain experiences that, you know, like jumping that box. I'm just using that as an example, but like it could be moving somewhere or getting into a relationship or out of a relationship or into a business or out of a business or whatever. Um, you could sense that that mind was also limiting you from having an experience. So for those that are listening out there, like I'm sure their mind has been, whether conscious or unconscious, limiting them from having all sorts of amazing experiences. How do you get to the point where you're going, okay, this is what my mind is really great at, and I'm going to let it do this. And yet I can also be aware of its limitations, just like any program or any factory or car, whatever, right? It's like our computers have things that they're really good at, and then they have limitations just like this does. So where is that line for you? And, and how does that kind of, it, I'm sure it's evolving because I know for me too, like, how is that, how is that line evolving for you? And what are you looking for? Well, by the sheer fact that the line is evolving means the line is moving around. Look guys, everything we say here is not truth. It's just like, uh, in my curiosity, in my experience, here's what I'm seeing. And a month from now, that's probably going to radically shift or grow from this experience, right? And then just going to continue to do that. So I don't want to give like a hard and fast because I do see, you know, Janelle, you asked a great question about, you know, how do you practice turning off the mind? Uh, I could actually just put it up on the screen so everyone can see. Hope that's okay with you. Uh, how do you practice turning off the mind to be more aware of an observer than an active participant? So here's the thing. By the sheer fact of you asking that question and by deep diving into that, like that frequency, what I would offer you is what, where I see that the, the spiritual personal development community has gone in a lot of senses. It's like, we're going to give you all this information about your mind, which I think is great, by the way. Okay. And we're going to give it to you so that you can understand that you're creating stories and that you have the power and ability to change these stories whenever you want. Okay. You could change your paradigm, which is going to change your experience. And to an effect that does work, Except here's the thing. If like I get disappointed because like I had some kind of expectation is going to turn out, whether it's in my business, my relationships, my health, my love life, whatever it might be. And there that disappointment comes in and I go, well, this disappointment is just a story. Hmm. I'm going to just tell myself a different story. That's fine and good. You can go there. I want you to notice, though. That regardless of changing of the story, and so many of us have done this, and I'm not saying that I haven't made massive transformative changes in my life by doing that because it does work. It's an effect. However, regardless, the body, the system is creating some kind of response. There's always some kind of response in the body. And when we go to the mind to resolve that, the body is still having the response. And this is like what, what we're, we're now like calling more and more and naming it is like spiritual bypassing. Yep. You're bypassing and experiencing. I'm not supposed to be having this experience. So I'm going to overpower, overcome it with the power of my mind. And now you feel the same way that like you felt before, more or less. And guess what? That experience is going to come back in again because the body is like, like most systems, it's absorbing and releasing energy. And when we do that, we're absorbing energy. We're not releasing the energy. Now we're sustaining that energy. We're holding it inside. We're holding it in our fascia. We're holding it in our muscle tissue. And the body is doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is trying to release it as you push it back down with your mind. Right? So what we're, what we're, we're desiring is that you create more of a partnership between the systems. Because my concern with answering that question in any way is you're going to take what I'm saying and you're going to say, oh, that's what the mind does. It's not supposed to be doing this anymore. And yep. you're going to take it and you're going to vilify the mind and you're going to create this really deep groove, this line that's like, this is where the mind gets to stop. This is where the heart takes over. And again, like we, we've been talking about the acceptance of all things, which means that if we start defining the mind, 
everything that doesn't fit inside that definition, suddenly we start invalidating and, and now you're, you're caught up in the system again. So if I was to at least define right now what I believe the mind is for, it's like a tool like any other. And mostly it's being taken advantage of by the uh, egoic part of you. So like the ego, while it's part of the whole, it's this part that actually doesn't realize it's part of the whole, right? So it wants to take control. So it's using, it's as if it's manipulating the mind to do its bidding. So notice how great the mind is at doing things. It's fantastic at that. But when it's being taken advantage of by the ego, you know, this is why people have problems with eating because the ego is like, you got to eat. But what the, what the ego is not telling you is the body has anxiety <laughs> and I need you to do something about that anxiety. That. So we're going to relieve it through food. And all of us to an extent have been domesticated by food. Yep. There was a time where you're, I know Elon, you, even Elon with all his great wisdom and knowledge still to his kids, Hey, if you guys don't stop that, you're not going to get a snack tonight, right? Domestication through food. So we've all learned when we're good, we associate with this food when we're bad. We associate it with that food. And guess what? You grow up and suddenly you're shoving things in your face every time there's anxiety, stress, and overwhelm in the system to basically spiritually bypass feeling that thing. This is, the energy is coming up and you're eating, literally eating, pushing it back down. <laughs> literally, right? So, and this is what we get to start being aware of. But so here's the thing, like, you know, Janelle, you asked about turning it off. And turning it off to me said another way is like, how do I overcome the fact that it keeps fucking talking? Well, the way out of the trap is to go into the trap. You know, the Chinese finger trap? Like, you can't, you can't get out by pulling with more energy. In fact, you get more locked in. You actually have to, like, go in. It's actually in seeing that it's not going to turn off. Janelle, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> it, it doesn't turn off. And, 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 you know, like, to turn it off would be, I don't accept that this is part of myself. I don't accept this. I believe that I can overpower this. I believe that I can get so spiritually evolved and aware that my mind will no longer have a say. It's always going to be chiming in. Guess what, though? If you're in partnership with mind, you've accepted all that it is and all that it does. You no longer judge what it's doing. You now no longer get impacted by what it's doing. You're, you, are, you become the passive observer. And by the way, I'm not saying I'm a master of this. I am in the process of mastering this. So that as it's doing what it's doing, you can be like, oh, look, that part of me is, is doing that thing again. It's scared. And you're, then you don't get absolved by it. You're just like, oh, my God, that's so silly. And you can remember and you have memories of times where that took advantage of you, blah, blah, blah. And that's where you can see like, okay, do I want to opt in for that? Because I see what happens when I follow that thread. Or do I want to check in with myself? Yeah, the mind is saying that. What's going on in the body? Oh, there's anxiety. There's disappointment. There's sadness. Okay, let me go sit and be with that. If you be with that, as you allow for that, the mind's going to calm down naturally. All the systems are, are working together. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class, or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust, in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. I do agree that the second you tell someone like, okay, this is what the mind does and this is what the mind doesn't. And then they're going to like come up with a formula and go, okay, this is bad. This is good. Cause that's the way the human mechanism functions. And I think there's some, some stuff that we can for sure share just from our experience, not as it is true, just of a place to explore from um, for everyone that's listening or, or watching this on replay. Um, 
And I'll just share like some of the the things for me. Like I do believe that a lot of it has to do in uh, learning to tune with your body. Um, and it's something that Guy and I have really, really focused on recently because, um, you know, in our training, one of the things that we teach people is the levels of communication and the body is actually the first level of communication for your subconscious mind. So basically from the subconscious, the first thing it'll uh, communicate with is the body. Then that actually translates to emotion. Then that becomes a thought. Then that actually becomes spoken language. So by the time things are leaving your mouth, you're kind of looking at four levels deep, depending on obviously where you count from. So with that being said, a real simple thing, and this kind of goes uh, with um, kinesiology, which is your body is like a beacon, a beacon that allows you to, when tuned properly, kind of guide your way, right? We talk a lot in our training about following your heart and things like that. And so one of the things that I've started to pay attention to is I call it like a magnetic force. Have you ever, if you've ever taken two magnets, there's a negative and a positive next to each other. You'll know that like you can hold them from here and then it will, you know, they'll snap together. But if it's positive, positive, right? It doesn't matter how much you try to force it. There's this like polar opposite energy pushing them apart from each other. And I would just offer you guys, look, we're all born with an amazing intuitive system. Every single human being on the planet is born with this intuition. It's led you to amazing, amazing things. And most of us are unconscious that the system is even running because the how to, and let me figure shit out. And let me go to this person that they can explain how this to me or how that to me, right? Now, at least my practice, and this is just in, in mine and, you know, guy, I know practice is something very similar. It's Tuning into, am I being pulled towards something or am I being pushed away from that something? And let that kind of start being more of the guidance system than the mind. Because here's just checking for your experience. Like how many times have you said, wow, I really want to do that thing, right? Like something inside of you just jumped and like pulled you forward, whether it's to you know, take a job opportunity, travel across the world, whatever it was, right? And then what happens immediately after that? Who comes into play? The mind, right? The protector, the safety keeper. So that's not to say that that thing is bad, right? And understanding why it does what it does and what your specific programs are designed to do right? Like your life experiences is based off of your memories and your experiences. There is no one on planet earth that has that. No one. You have a very unique experience of life. With that being said, all of the stuff, like all of the fears and all of the concerns and things about scarcity and safety and survival are your programs, and so just understanding that every time your body is going to pull you towards something, the mind is going to jump in within a matter of half a second to a second, right? To have you pump the brakes. Knowing that for me has made a huge difference because now I'm aware, oh, this is just how the machine operates, right? And then I can actually choose in the moment which I want to choose into, right? Am I going to choose into the thing that I know just automatically is going to respond? Or am I going to choose into that initial surge, that initial feeling, that initial gut intuitive hit that we all get that said, you know what, move in this direction. Because I can tell you from my personal experience, and you guys I'm sure can, can attest to this as well, like when you follow that intuition, and it rarely, if ever, makes any logical sense. When you follow that intuition, your experience of life is heightened. What you receive is beyond belief, right? You have so much more abundance and so much more opportunity and so much more bliss and happiness. And they both play within each other. For me, though, it's really important to know the interaction between the two 
because then I actually have a choice between which one I want to lean into more at, at any given time. Give examples of like, um, you know, how is that showing up for you right now? Like, what what shifts have you seen that like you can profoundly say have all? I mean, like, <laughs> I know because I've seen you over this last year. Like, I don't recognize you anymore. I don't. I don't. You know that there was for Elon and I, right? Like, we're brothers. Like brothers and we're like as close as two brothers get um i mean i'm sure there's whatever there's there's a spectrum we're fucking close right like we've been working together for 10 years or more i mean there's like our lives are very entangled uh, outside of just like geographic location uh we're very tangled and and there are like predictable ways of being that have always been there for about as long as i can remember the, you know, we, we've, we're at 15 years of spiritual and personal development work. Like right now, like we're basically hitting that mark. So it's 30 years of work between us. And in the last six to 12 months, I've seen more shifts in our development than I saw in the first 14 years because I am actually watching old patterns change for the first time. It was like before it's like the patterns were happening. We were aware of them and we were and we had we had evolved into tools that allow us to be with them as they occurred. And then have communication regardless of their presence in our lives so that we can like clean it up, put ourselves back into integrity and get ourselves to an empowered state in our relationship, yeah. both with individuals and ourselves. However, now suddenly like things that I've like wanted, <laughs> like I'm like, if I could have a wish about our relationship and it, like this is the thing that would stop or we'd have more of this, that's happening now. And it's happening effortlessly without conversation, without resistance without the rules and structures and the understanding that was going on before, it's just, it's just there. And I know that again, a lot of it has just come from us getting curious about and starting to like get into this. Well, Hey, we're going to feel these things that we've been bypassing for 14 plus years. Right. Um, and I think that's been the shift. So like, I just want you to kind of speak into it, like what, especially around family. I think that's a big one. Like what, what have you really seen that's so different now? Well, to, to your point, before I jump into that, I think even in our relationship, we've always had an amazing listening of each other where we realized while being on the same path, we have slightly different um, angles at things. And we've been each other's coaches for, you know, 15 years. So like, while most people in close, re- close relationships are find it very difficult to take feedback from, from each other. Um, I feel like you and I have in fact gone in the complete opposite end of the spectrum where we value each other's point of views, probably more than anyone else's. And we know that we know each other really well. We know that our intention is always to serve at the highest level. And so I think we just are able to receive information from each other and, um, implement it very quickly because we take it as, you know, as good of an input as we can get uh, from our point of view. So with that being said, you know, like for me, I think having kids is uh, a fascinating proposition for growth and development. And just to, to tune into what we've been speaking here about, you know, with the heart and the mind and things like that, um, and, and Guy and I obviously know a ton about human behavior and, and the brain development and all that stuff. So watching it in front of my eyes, I don't know that many parents actually have all the knowledge that I have just from a human development standpoint. And then watching it unfold in front of my eyes and realizing like all of these things that we have been working on, right? Like programs that have been instilled in you from the time you were two or three, which I could only kind of fathom looking back now I'm watching happen in front of my eyes and I'm seeing these kids, uh, my son and my daughter develop these things, you know, like I'd say the biggest shift recently or probably in the last year or so has been noticing in them back up a step. The only thing in them that I can notice are things that are in with me. Meaning that if I'm getting triggered by something that they are doing or not doing, then that is something that I'm refusing to look at myself. More than that, so, so that's been a huge eye-opener for me, right? Like from little things like my son 
playing a, a sport where he's just having fun and then missing a shot and going like, oh, which is like a sound that I make, but I make it so unconsciously that I couldn't even notice it. And then I'm watching this like three, four year old do it. And I'm going, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Um, to little things of like with my daughter, which is different than than with my son, noticing that certain ways that I communicate with her, if I communicate in a very logical, masculine way with her, with my son, it actually works to an extent with her. It's the exact opposite. In fact, it like drives her further into upset. So when we actually started this, I don't know if you guys noticed, I was off screen for a while because my daughter came in here like bawling her eyes out. And while I know that what would serve me right in this moment would be like, I don't have time now. Like I'm on a live call and, you know, like go figure it out. Right. I know that that for her would just exacerbate the issue. And so being willing to give up, you know, looking good in front of you guys and uh, getting upset about, you know, this is my time and I'm supposed to be on this live, like making up all these stories about how you always come at this exact time while we're on these live, you know, all of that stuff that is very logical. It's very human nature, right? We get upset, but instead realizing like there's nowhere else I need to be. And if my daughter is in this moment right now, then I could step outside and actually be with her. And I have to tell you just by like with her, you know, like getting really soft and listening to her, not trying to logic it, just listen and then give her a hug. Within three minutes, she was upstairs with, without tears in her eyes, you know, and like, these are things that a year ago I would have handled very different, let alone five years ago. Right. So those are the kind of things that like for me have been monumental and as a coach, that's just kind of progressed into this whole understanding and, and being able to be with someone where they're at, realizing where their communications are coming from, that they, just like my kids, are a hurt little, you know, five, four, five, six-year-old, for example, whereas before I would get pissed, maybe people didn't understand or get frustrated or whatever. Today, just to like hear it from this very visual example of, oh, these are just like my, you know, just like my son or just like my daughter um, has provided me with so much freedom and an ability to be with pretty much no matter where you are in life right now. Um, and it's, it's been amazing. It is amazing. And it, it just continues to evolve into greater and greater. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point and something that we could all really learn a lot from is that wherever, wherever you are, right? Like we're, we're all having this argument about not everyone, but it's like, we're having this argument about what reality is. Um, it's being really exacerbated right now in the U.S. with, you know, Trump being president, stuff like that. And this is not about political conversation because I really even see that from a really spiritual place, uh, what's happening there. And for me, I, I actually only see light on the horizon. And I see light now, too. Yeah. Um, part of that, though, is noticing that there there is a way that every animal on the planet. First of all, it's it's interesting to see that no matter where we look in the universe, what we see is the harmonization of things. Okay. If we're part of the greater universe, if we're part of the greater collective and all these energies and all these dimensions and all these frequencies and everywhere we look is everything is in perfect, harmonized, organized beauty, then when you come down to your life and all the circumstances that you're facing, and notice how we use that language like you're facing, like you're in opposition of, like you're facing them down, um, how can it be that they're not in perfect harmonization too? Mm. How can it be? If every if everything we look inside your body is working in perfect order without the knowledge of the greater, or maybe it does have, and we just don't know that yet, and we look above and we see the same thing, how can it be that everything you're experiencing is not the same? Right. So it's like it's like life is harmonizing all the time. The only thing that's out of, out of harmony is when you have an opinion that it shouldn't be the way that it is. That's the only out of harmonization there could be, is your opinion and judgments. Or say your egoic judgments, and then your judgments about the egoic judgments, and then that's a long ass rabbit hole to go down, right? So, if there's a way though that the human 
mechanism, and I don't say your soul because your soul is like the embodied is like the part of you that's embodied inside this mechanism. There's a way that the mechanism goes through a developmental cycle, right? Like when we look at like a puppy being born, it has a developmental cycle. When we see a child, there's a developmental cycle, and these are, by the way, extremely well studied understood at a pretty high level these days. And you can go do a lot of research on this stuff and start really understanding that your parents didn't actually fuck you up because what it takes to have like a rupture in your developmental pattern has happens way before language, way before cognition, way before you had any awareness of separation between you and your parents. It, it really starts at the breastfeeding stage. Anyway, my point is, is that we all have these ruptures of different developmental patterns. And when these ruptures occur, the body, the mind creates strategies for dealing with that rupture. Now, everybody's kind of creating their own strategy. And as you continue to use that strategy as you go, grow older, essentially what that strategy becomes is a survival pattern. It's a way that you survive the world. Okay. Now, whatever it is that you're locked in or you feel stuck in right now, chances are the expression of your survival pattern is the life that you're living. Okay. So the, again, the expression of this survival pattern is the life that you're living. So Notice how when you're in your survival pattern, just like when Elon's daughter came in right there, what do we want when that's happening? We want empathy. We want people to listen to us. And we want to know that things are going to be okay. We want to know that we're still loved regardless of this thing, right? And oftentimes we think that we need to do something to receive love. We've got to be some way to receive love. It's like just by being here, you're receiving love. Or you're, 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 you're knocking yourself out of like out of that presence when you're doing these things. So my point is, and this is just to create a greater sense of empathy between ourselves and ourselves, like our relationship to self, our relationship to others, relationship to God and money and finances and health and all the things that really matter is that when these ruptures occur, that's what we want. When you're in, in your developmental pattern, where you're doing, you're doing your survival strategy, like you just want empathy. You want people to understand you, right? Guess what everybody else wants also? Because everybody is operating from this really young survival programming that happened before they had any true awareness. And the pattern is so automatic and is so at the direct threat of your belief as a child of your survival that you keep running this thing. So then we end up having these arguments because that survival pattern creates a point of view of the world. And then we find other people who are also with these developmental ruptures and they have an opinion about how the world is because that created a certain worldview also. And we're all standing around like these, like, like when you see penguins, you know, who all meet in their breeding ground and are just making a rock, 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 rock noise. And we're all doing that, having these arguments about what reality is. And really all that's required is just seeing that there's this hurt little boy or little girl right there who just wants empathy right now. And instead of standing in opposition and trying to divert their attention and create a new paradigm for them and a new reality, it's really just seeing, hey, there's this automated process happening right now that's creating a worldview. And we get to empathize and validate it and be with it and let it pass. And when it passes and we allow for it to be there is where it creates a space, a void for something new to come in, for a new experience to be had where that person can fully express that thing without feeling judged and seeing that it's safe to express that thing because what they're expressing is just another part of humanity. It's another part of ourselves that also normally goes unexpressed. If, by the way, if, if the thing they're expressing makes you uncomfortable, it's because you're making that wrong inside of yourself. If you didn't have that wrong inside of yourself, they could express anything and you could be with it. Also, there would be space for you to be with it. So if you're invalidating somebody else, you can just turn that right around and be like, Oh shit. I'm invalidating this inside myself. And I can get to a whole conversation about how we use compensation to then put our beliefs on other people and try to fix them instead of doing our own inner work. So this is a real great invitation to number one, see that we're all going through ruptures in our survival patterns and that they're taking over our systems and creating these automated patterns, just like when you're in a car and you suddenly show up in your driveway and you don't know how you got there. Guess what? Survival automated pattern. This is happening all the time, though. And the more we create space for this and we start validating this, we start allowing for people to go through these experiences as their system sees that it's safe to go through these experiences without judgment and with love, the system self-corrects and it self-harmonizes because that's what the whole fucking universe does. It just harmonizes. 
So this is my invitation to you guys is as you go through your meditations and your daily practices and stuff like that is to not spiritually bypass is to notice that there is something happening in the system. And no matter how powerful your mind gets and how aware it becomes, if you're just destory, which is, you know, if you're destroying or in other words, say destorying something, you're bypassing your opportunity to feel something in the system for once without invalidating it. And as you do, again, this space, this void will open up for a new experience of safety to come through. And guys, sometimes the shit you're dealing with is not even from this lifetime. It's from past lives or future lives and all these things that just happen to you. And your memory has this recollection, this memory that it carries with you through all your lifetimes. And sometimes that's all that's going on. Now, if you get involved in trying to figure it all out, and making it a mental construct, you're basically dealing with a phantom issue because you're making it up. It's the best, like everything I'm saying right now, I'm making up. It's the best, it's the best I can do with what I've seen. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it's not true. You know, does it feel good? Yeah. The way I'm living now is the best I've ever felt in my entire life. The response to the people around me, the love and connection that I feel in my life, the, the, just the pure magic, the way that money comes in and experiences that just seem to like, you know, fall on my feet. This was not my experience, not even, not even a little bit. And, and we were in a really great place even a few years ago. It's just totally different now. And a lot of it has come from just getting curious about the things that we're talking about here. So I hope this gives you guys some access to uh, some of the things here. If you are enjoying this conversation, please, by all means, uh, feel free to uh, react Hit some like buttons over there again and, uh, you know, share this work with people. Love you all. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Bye.